G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You know, there's nothing like sharing in someone else's loneliness to get a handle on overcoming your own loneliness. And today we're going to meet a man who, well, if anyone has a reason to wallow in self-pity, it's this guy. But that's the last thing he ends up doing in his loneliness. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to A Different Perspective as we take another look at loneliness. For me, I think prison would have to be one of the loneliest places on the planet. The loss of freedom, infrequent visits, perhaps none at all. The threat and the danger of prison politics. I was rereading a letter from a guy called Paul who was on death row in Rome around about 60-61 AD. A letter he wrote to some good friends in a Roman outpost called Philippi. And there's one bit in there that really struck me. Sort of thing that you just wouldn't expect from this guy in a dank dungeon waiting to die. The reality of prison, I cannot begin to imagine being in jail, let alone, like the Apostle Paul, being on death row. See, Paul had quite some fall from grace. As a young man in Jerusalem, he was a religious hotshot. He was a member of the ruling body of the Sanhedrin. He was a well-known academic. He was busy persecuting Christians. Man, this guy had his career all cut out. And then one day, as he was travelling to Damascus on the road, he encountered Jesus, and that turned his whole world upside down. He left all of the prestige and the status behind and spent over a decade travelling around Asia Minor, preaching, telling people about Jesus Christ. Now, Paul was thrown out of synagogues. Paul caused riots. Paul was beaten and flogged and run out of town and imprisoned several times. And now as we look at this letter that he wrote to the church at Philippi, it's known as the book of Philippians in the New Testament. He's on death row in Rome. He has every right to feel lonely. He has every right to feel resentful. He has every right to say to God and shake his fist, come on God, what's going on here? I did all the stuff you asked me to do, and now I'm a death row in Rome. What's going on? And while he's locked up, there are others out there doing what he was supposed to be doing, getting all the limelight. Got the picture? A dark, dank dungeon. In chains, actually, chained to a guard. Now, I am sure that prison today is no cakewalk, but this we cannot begin to imagine. Got the picture? And this is what he writes towards the end of this letter. You can read it in the book of Philippians, the last chapter. He says to them, Finally, my friends, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence and if there's anything worthy of praise, think about those things. I think this is one of the best pieces of advice from someone who had every right to be lonely and resentful 
to someone who is lonely that I've ever heard. You look at loneliness and there's this kind of downward spiral. People are lonely. They're not in meaningful connections with other people. There's no one to encourage or support or to strengthen them. And so the mind wanders and wanders and goes down the gurgler. It focuses on rubbish. It focuses on regret, on anger, on revenge, on disappointment, on the inevitability, on the powerlessness of the situation. You know, when we feel lonely... We want to blame someone. When we feel lonely, we, we want to exercise our right to be resentful, don't we? When we feel lonely, we just want to grumble. And because we're alone, we've got time to do that and do it par excellence. Often, lonely people spend all of their thinking time and feeling time in this bad, rubbishy, regretful, angry, revengeful, disappointed place. And Paul, our buddy, sitting on death row there, who has every right to feel angry, says, hang on, no, don't do that. Think about the good stuff. Anything that's honourable or just or pure or pleasing or commendable or excellent or worthy of praise, why don't you think about that stuff? Now, what are you saying here, Bernie? Are you saying just think positive thoughts, be positive? I don't think that's what Paul's saying. I think he's saying consume positive stuff. Exercise your mind in a space that's healthy. You know the routine. Eat junk food, you carry extra weight, you don't do any exercise, and your cholesterol will be up, your triglycerides will be up, your blood pressure will be up, your blood sugar will be up, you'll be diabetic, you get a heart attack, you have a stroke, you die young. Right? Simple. They're the consequences. On the other hand, you eat cereal, fruit, go walking and exercising, lose some weight, and all of a sudden, the consequences are good. You have energy. You feel stronger. You're not as tired. You reduce your health risk. Your blood levels go to all the right levels. There's vigor and sparkle and joy because there are consequences to what we do with our body. It's simple, cause and effect stuff. We all know this. If it's true of our bodies, it's also true of our hearts and minds. It depends on what we read, what we listen to, what we say, what we think, what we believe. Oh, I'm never, ever, ever going to get over this loneliness. I'm never going to be able to do this. Well, that's one place you can spend your time. Or maybe you go and buy a book like The Mystery According to Susie, which is about someone who struggled with loneliness and depression and fear and overcame it. We can spend time mulling over the bad stuff or we can take deliberate steps to consume good stuff. Paul goes on, though. He doesn't stop there. He says, I have learned to be content with whatever I have, whether I have a lot or a little, whether I'm happy or sad, whether the world's good or bad, I'm going to be content anyway. And then he reinforces it with this. He says, you know why? You know why I can do that? I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. He can do this stuff. He can be sitting there on death row and instead of grumbling, he can be saying to his friends who are free, Think about good stuff. Do good stuff. Don't get tired of doing that. Why can Paul do that on death row in the dungeon? Answer, he tells us, because he can do anything. He can do everything through Jesus. He can give this good advice to someone who is lonely and disappointed. He can give this advice because and only because he has a real relationship with Jesus Christ. I would challenge you, pick up a Bible 
or go on the internet and read the letter in the New Testament called Philippians. It's Paul's letter from a dungeon to some dear friends of his. You will not find a more encouraging, upbeat piece of prose than those four chapters of that letter, written by a guy on death row. What does that tell you? We can choose to exercise our mind in disappointment, or we can decide to consume good things. We can choose to let our heart rest in loneliness and fear, or we can choose to give our heart over to Jesus Christ. That positive language and positive sentiment wasn't coming out of positive thinking. It was coming out of a mind and a heart given over to Jesus Christ. It was coming from a heart flooded with the presence of God. The dungeon of loneliness can be a reality, but it's an opportunity to get to know ourselves, to get to know God, to reach out to other people with our gifts, and to consume goodness and grace and peace and joy from the one person that will never disappoint, Jesus Christ. Hey, social media is a great way to stay connected to your friends and the world around you. And we'd like to invite you to be part of the Christianity Works community. The Christianity Works community is full of daily thoughts and devotions and inspirations. So no matter what kind of day you're having, you can be encouraged. If you're on Facebook, search for the Christianity Works page and like us. When you do, you'll see some encouragement from your friends and community at Christianity Works, including free booklet downloads from time to time. But more than that, it's a library of thoughts and verses that you can share with your friends and family. So we'll be sharing God's Word together. It's a great way to share the good news of Jesus amongst all the chaos. Amen. So, like Christianity Works on Facebook, be encouraged and blessed, and share some of that with your friends as well. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.